Hey, welcome listeners to a very, very, very special episode of the Feel and Film podcast. I'm Aaron, one of your hosts, and with me tonight is everyone. Well, mostly everyone. Colby <laughs> could not make it tonight to join us, but everyone else on the Feel and Film team, all of our contributors are here for us to have this one-of-a-kind, awesome, fun discussion. And we are actually broadcasting live at this very moment in our Facebook group. It's a, it's a first-time thing. It's an experimental deal. We're hoping it's going to be fun for the listeners, and I guess now I should say the viewers. So like mm -hmm. E-Man, we have our faces out there for the world to see. Come look at us. No, you can't come look at us because this is a podcast. Anywho, let's get an introduction. So who's here with me? Well, of course, Patrick is here with me. Patrick. Hello, everyone. It's good to be here and sort of not be here, depending on where you're at. We have E-Man, Emmanuel Noisette. Up, what up? We have Jacob Neff. How's it going, everybody? We have Coles Davis. Good evening to all the beautiful faces out there watching this. We have the queen, Erin Hundley. She's not talking. I think she meant to say something, but she was on mute. On mute. Say hi, Erin. I said, what's up, y'all? I'm not on mute. Yeah, you were on mute. We didn't hear you. <laughs> I haven't touched anything. It must be that, uh, that thing Damn, behind you. Ultra, guys. And we have... Mr. Masterpiece Shannon himself, Don Ooh. Shanahan. What's up, y'all? <laughs> All right. Well, what we're here to do, folks, is we have been running over the course of August a fun tournament game in our Facebook group. We've done this in past years where we have had a director battle month. And this year we decided to do something a little different. And it was actually this group of folks in our team chat that came up with this idea. And so what we did is we ran this substitute summer blockbuster tournament. And obviously we didn't get to go to the movies this year over the summer, most of us, and there were no big blockbusters released. So we thought, well, let's revisit some of the ones of old. Don Shanahan came up with the brilliant idea of running through this bracket and sectioning it off each quadrant uh, by month. So we had a May month, a June month, a July month, and an April and August month. Those two got combined in order to make them at least somewhat competitive. What we then did is we determined in order of inflation-adjusted numbers, the box office totals, and we... <laughs> oh, he's already ready for you. He told me, Don. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's we coming. have... Uh, yeah, we did inflation-adjusted. That's what we chose. And we seeded them 1 through 16. Well, we actually seeded them like 1 through 12 and held some fun play-in tournaments. But we did seed them in order of box office totals. And then our Facebook group, over the course of the last three or so weeks, every single day, has participated in polls to choose who would move on to the next round. It's been a ton of fun. There's been a lot of debate and hearty conversation. And the Facebook group essentially determined the final four. So they picked... The number one movie from May, June, July, and then April, August. And so what we're here to do is to pick a winner. What we're going to do is we are going to first go on one side of the bracket, the May and June bracket. And that matchup is going to be the one seed OG Star Wars mm. versus the three seed Jurassic Park. We're going to pick a winner there. Then we're going to go to the other side of the bracket. And we're going to go and figure out who's better between the two seed, the Dark Knight, and the three seed, Avengers Infinity War. Once we've done that, we're going to take the two losers 
and we're going to have a discussion about who should be the third place participant. And then we're going to choose a champion between those two title contenders. So we're going to debate this out. It should be fun. Don is our resident history keeper. So he has the full bracket available for referencing how a film got here. Uh, Mm -hmm. He also has the box office totals. Should we need to reference them? The way this is going to work, and the team hasn't really heard this yet. I'm sure they kind of figured this, but we're telling them live right here in the first time, for the first time. So what we're going to not do is argue too much about what had what happened in this bracket that is not part of this Final Four, okay? So we're not going to spend a ton of time worrying about this movie should have made it and this movie did because that's not what happened. Our Facebook group spoke. These are the four movies that we have been dealt with. We can talk about what they did to get here, but we're not going to get into arguments about why they should be here or their worthiness, only their worthiness against their opponent. Good. We don't have to hear you talk about Armageddon or me talk about E.T. You know, Armageddon got robbed. It was a 16 seed. Okay, now here I go. See, this is why we're not going to do it. What we're going to do is I'm going to try and make sure everybody gets a chance to speak. So what I'd like to, to have us do is when we get into one film, we're going to at least start by having everybody share any thoughts they have and which side of the, the battle they fall on. And then from there, we can go into discussion. Uh, if somebody says something that triggers a thought, if somebody you want to, you know, come at somebody, go for it. And we will eventually, luckily there's seven of us, so we will vote. There's not going to be any ties. I, I'd already planned this. If there were ties, we were going to go to the box office numbers, but now there won't be any ties. And the seven of us will vote and we will choose which film moves on. Mm. All right. Any questions from my panelists before we get going? Don Excellent. is ready to go. That Don means I did a good job go. of explaining if they're all ready <laughs> yeah. to go. Is, is physical violence still prohibited? Well, if you, <laughs> you are in Chicago, so the only you could, I guess, physically violent. That's not a term, but you could uh, you could go find what? Jacob and Don? Right. I'm not in Chicago. <laughs> You're not in Chicago. Where are you? Aren't you in Illinois? No, you're in California. Why would I in California? See, hey, he's on the West Coast with you guys. Yeah, okay, that's right. He's safe, but he's by himself. So ah. the, you know, him and Patrick out there with nobody near them, so they can say whatever they want. You're making it. We're not going to be the divisive people. I don't think. So <laughs> I mean, we're safe by default because we're not divisive. <laughs> maybe, maybe. All right. Well, I'm going to kick it to you, Don, to get us started. So sure. I'm going to let you say what you want to say about the paths for these movies, right? Uh, right. And maybe share their overall box office totals with us this first matchup the winner of the may bracket again number one seed star wars right versus the winner of the june bracket number three seed jurassic park well i mean star wars looms large is the biggest thing still left in this tournament is the number two inflation adjusted movie of all time if you put those numbers together with all the tickets it sold it would make 1.6 billion dollars today um it is the highest uh grossing movie still in this tournament at number two um it beat finding i mean it beat top gun oh uh finding nemo avengers and empire strikes back to get here um it faces jurassic park who took out the lion king jaws and toy story 3 to get here it is uh it goes up against uh star wars as the number 18 movie of all time uh, inflation adjusted dollars at 839 million that is your may versus june matchup right there a lot of those dollars are mine because i saw jurassic park like 15 times the dollar theater 
and it, it, that means it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's a lot. And <laughs> the dollar theater that I saw it in was actually right, right down the street from Patrick's old house. Actually, How about that. Yep. 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 I remember that. It's a cra- it was not a, it was a crappy theater then it's a gone theater now it doesn't oh, exist. Oh, that's anymore, so sad. Dollar theaters, candy. man. Dollar theaters were the bomb though. They mm-hmm. were the bomb until nine p.m. hit and you were like, you don't want to be anywhere near those places <laughs> because you figured for your life, dollar insane. or not. Yeah, it's just not. Well, I'm gonna start in the top left Jurassic corner Park. of my uh, holiday like Hollywood Squares boxes here, and I'm gonna go E Man up first. What do you think about yep. this matchup? How how are you feeling? Uh, I think it's lopsided. <clears throat> I what? think it's an unfair matchup, to be honest what? with you. Um, you kidding me? Because I love them. <laughs> who, what? Why who let you come here? Oh, Did you? you love them both. Okay. Y'all wanted my opinion, right? That's what we do, all right? Okay. Yeah. No opinions from people that <laughs> this, very this was in the rules, right? You know? Okay, you um, <laughs> no, but for a look, I, I have an affinity for both of these movies. I love both of them. Um, you know, I, I clearly watched Jurassic Park first. Um, before I had the opportunity to watch Star Wars, uh, you know, A New Hope. Um, but the interesting thing for me is like, you know, when I'm watching older movies, I have to, you know, force myself to put myself into that time frame. You know, how was it at that time? I, I can't judge, you know, the special effects and, you know, all these other things, um, you know, to current things. But what stood out to me, and this is why, you know, I'm kind of, thinking it's a little unfair is because star wars was a movement it was a cultural staple before mm-hmm. i ever learned what jurassic park even was before right. i even saw what star wars before i could see the movie i knew what star wars was my grandmother god rest her soul she knew as a haitian immigrant barely spoke english she knew what star wars was so it's one of those things where i'm kind of like I don't really know how fair this is because yes, they're personal favorites, but my goodness, Star Wars is stacking it up. And I mean, we're talking about, I would even argue uh, for a cultural aspect, you know, because it really left a huge mark in terms of expanding what, you know, the sci-fi fantasy realm could really do. And I mean, you could talk to, you know, uh, 40, 50 year old nerds today who are still like in their feelings about Star Wars. That's what we want movies to do, right? Like, keep us in our feelings. Now, don't get me wrong, Jurassic Park has its moments, but I'm sorry, unless someone actually brings up a new Jurassic Park movie, it's not in the conversation. While Star Wars is constantly in rotation in some way, shape, or form, and it's all because of A New Hope. So that's why I think it's kind of unfair. I'm not even going to go into the fact that Star Wars has like more nominations and wins than Jurassic Park, but I just I'm all in for Star Wars at this point, man. It's just I think it's a clear winner. All right, Jacob, you're a known Jurassic Park lover. So which side of this are you going to fall on? I am going to fall on the Jurassic Park side. What kid does not love dinosaurs? And growing up. (laughs) <laughs> and and Jurassic Park is a tool of magic and wonder and awe. And yes, yeah, Star Wars started a movement. Star Wars is awesome. Star Wars is one of the best movies out there. But Jurassic Park is just constantly you're never stop being awed or terrified or in in uh in wonder. Um 
it, it's just a brilliantly crafted adaptation of an amazing novel. Um, and, and I mean, the T-Rex, I mean, who can, who can forget when you first see that water glass, uh, the, the footsteps shake it and you're like, uh Oh, you know, what is going to happen? And it just goes nuts from there. Just every single moment of Jurassic Park just has you enthralled and it never, ever, 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 ever gets old. Kales. To be honest, I, I was very troubled by this matchup because I saw Jurassic <laughs> Park when I was little. I remember the scene where Sam Neill was turned around and, you know, the camera was focused on him and we saw what we saw and he saw the dinosaurs and I felt that magic when I was a kid. I felt it. But I recently did a Star Wars journey last year because I had never seen them. But even before I seen them, I knew what Star Wars was. Like, I knew about Darth Vader. I knew about Luke Skywalker. You know, I knew about um, the bad way the Stormtrooper shot. Like, I knew all of that. So when I finally sat down and watched Star Wars, I was like, when this competition came, I was like, it's, it's not even close. It's like, Star Wars is like that blob. Like, you know, the blob that goes around the towns and, like, sucks up everything. Like, you can fight against it, but Star Wars is just another type of phenomenon. Like, I can see why, you know, there were long lines that were stationed around the block when it came out in 1977. Like, when I watched it, it was like Aaron talked about before we got on here. You could feel that joy. Like, a movie sometimes just makes you feel like joy and celebration. And I felt like I was a kid again. You know, like, I'm 29 years old, but I felt like I was, like, 10 years old again watching that film. You know, it changed everything for science fiction. It changed everything for space. It influenced so many directors to come into Hollywood, and that means a lot. And not to mention what it already does with the action, the hero's journey, you know, the different dramatic elements that it has. I mean, Star Wars is just on another level and there's something to be said about being a trendsetter you know there could be things that fall behind you like empire strikes back and it may do things better to you but hey you set you set the template for that you set the template for empire strikes back like you crawled so that empire strikes back could run so star wars it's not a contest man it's my easy choice wow okay Mm. wow two very very passionate star wars fans versus one jurassic park where are you gonna fall don Oh man, I'm on the fence because I think the better Star Wars movie of all of them lost in the round beforehand. But uh, but I said at the beginning of this tournament I was going to do personal favorites and not this whole best versus favorite stuff that I normally do as a as a critic. So um, I'm leaning more towards um, gosh, I'm really leaning more towards Jurassic Park here. I um, the majesty and wonder of that, like Jacob described, um, has just more rewatch power for me and more uh more fun factor for me than even than even good old-fashioned amazing star wars um man it's a tough one um yeah i don't know i'm it's this coin toss level stuff um both of these films you know stomped their way through this tournament i don't think either one of these had a close matchup anywhere like star wars beat empire strikes back emphatically i don't think it was close with lion king and jurassic park like it these two are easily the two tallest two toughest things here yeah, they they really are, and you know Jurassic Park, I will say, had an amazing run of films that it had to take down. Arguably yeah. one of the best, if not the best ever, Pixar film in Toy Story three, Jaws, and oh, Lion King. I mean, oh. they, they were they were pretty tough for sure. So it, it beat some titans on its way to getting here as a three seed. Uh, Aaron, Aaron two point I guess. So I'm not talking to myself for folks who are listening to this later. What do you think? So I I think it's very clear that we're all judging these films on different things. Some people are judging them based off of cultural impact. Some are judging based off of 
impact when it comes to personal preference or a movie that you enjoyed or was delightful and things like that. Um, if anybody knows me, they know I have a thing for dinosaurs. <laughs> and like, I have figurines all over. Don't give me that look, E. Like, I have <laughs> figurines all over my desk at work. Um, for Christmas, my coworkers gifted me literally this head that's like about this big, that's ceramic, of a T-Rex that hangs on my whiteboard at work. Um, I love dinosaurs. Um, but I do have a nostalgic tie to Star Wars. Um, I actually in my bookcase over here, have the original box set of VHSs with all the artwork and everything like that, because my dad and I used to watch it together as a kid. Probably shouldn't have shown me whenever I was as little as I was, but it was amazing. And so I do have a tie to that because I grew up watching that in Star Trek with my father. Um, if we're talking about cultural impact and longevity, then I will, I have to lean towards Star Wars. But if I'm choosing for a personal favorite, it will always be Jurassic Park. I just rewatched it literally like three or four days ago. Owen hadn't seen it like all the way through. He just seen pieces of it. And so he came in and sat down when I was like 10 minutes into it. And I knew that he's not obviously as big into dinosaurs as I am. So like maybe 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, I can change it if you want. He goes, oh, I'm invested now. I don't, I, I, what happens? And it's one of those things where it's like you said, it's a beautifully crafted movie. It, it leads you into the action sequences in a way that doesn't feel forced. It also doesn't feel like there are moments of star Wars that I've always felt, felt like they were leading you to a story and, and, and not necessarily just telling a story. So it felt like it was like, and a lot of the movies, the way that they ended was, Oh, we now got to wait for the next one. Like, Jurassic Park in and of itself was a whole story that they then developed into other additional movies. And I, I like movies that can stand on their own. And that's not saying that Star Wars can't, but Star Wars was built to be part of a trilogy. And I felt like, especially when they adapted from the novel, they made Jurassic Park stand on its own, on its own two feet. Um, oh. but like <laughs> with tiny but, hands <laughs> yeah i love somebody's comment that was like that they <laughs> t-rexes are awesome until you realize they can't break into a subaru to eat your children but like it's um it for me it, it will always be jurassic park because uh like the massive amount of joy that i get from watching it um still to this day owen lasts because he'll come into the bathroom or whatever and like i'll just be i literally will be jamming out to the star uh the star trek uh star wars soundtrack but the other day he walked into the kitchen while I was baking and I was literally like head jamming to the Jurassic Park score and it's just that that score John Williams the horns everything it's so beautiful and it's iconic to me not to say that Star Wars is in because I know there are several pieces within that score that are absolutely iconic but to me the score of Jurassic Park along with the story emotes nothing but positivity and joy and so I, I have to side with jurassic park all right patrick wow oh that tie-breaking goon in arkansas come on <laughs> <laughs> I, I aim to please or displease depending on what side you're on here it comes i was recently given the opportunity to take my son through the star wars saga and he's seven years old so i feel like he's at a point right now where he can get it and and kind of embrace a lot of the stuff. And what I found is we're, we went through the original three, four, five, and six, and now we're on, we just finished episode two and you know, the slog that it is 
to get through that. <laughs> he clearly lost his attention at some point because it's just really long. And who really wants to hear about arguing trade federation stuff for two hours? But I remember <laughs> him, well, some people do, I guess. <laughs> I remember him thinking or talk, asking me, where's Luke? Where's Leia? You know, are, are they are, are they born yet? So clearly the middle three, beginning with A New Hope, set something in him that was very distinct like he understands anakin he understands obi-wan but luke it's luke and vader luke and vader luke and vader and this is really what made that first trilogy so great is this father-son relationship and you have these tertiary characters that really come around to it and i love seeing him get it because he's at an age right now where he's starting to understand movies that I enjoyed. Like we're beyond the cartoons, the animated stuff that are kind of easy to digest, but we're getting into the more, Hey, I really want him to start kind of appreciating the things that, that I love. Obviously we're not going to watch shutter Island tomorrow by any means, but eh, break him in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So we're right to the deep end of the pool, right? Yep. Hey kids, this is mental illness. <laughs> Got to start the conversation somewhere. Wow, you can do worse. Parenting with film. You can start with girl interrupted. So sucker punch, sucker punch. Mississippi burning was on. I think I might expose you to that. No, I'm not. (laughs) Never mind. Okay, you you know what I'm really hearing here, Patch. I'm hearing that your son has voted this whole way through the tournament, not you. No, no. So what? What I'm getting at is that I have absolutely enjoyed seeing my son experience this all right that is not why i vote for my choice which is jurassic park and i'm gonna co-sign it was what, a faint what aaron oh, 1.0 and 2.0 said look if you look the fact mm-hmm. is you look at star wars nothing will beat it nothing could beat it it when you say star wars Eman, to your point everybody knows what star wars is in fact, you look at the what's in the bracket. It doesn't say A New Hope. It says Star Wars, which is not the official title. It's A New Hope. It's episode four. But we always called it Star Wars because at the time when it came out, that's what it was. It wasn't part of a saga. So there was no doubt in anyone's mind that it was going to win and to get to this place. Jurassic Park, this is the Rocky Balboa of the bracket here. It had to overcome the movie that it basically encapsulated 30 years later, Jaws, the modern blockbuster that, that started the whole thing, this is basically a reincarnated version of it. Only, in my opinion, it's a lot more enjoyable because it's got what Aaron 2.0 said. It's got some heart. It's got tension. It's got a fantastic score. Got Jeff Goldblum. Yes, that's right. A lot of chaos, a lot of chaos theory. And uh, there it is, right? And, uh, uh, so uh, you, uh, uh, <laughs> you, look at, you look at the path that it went on and the fact is, people saw how great it was, enough to vote for it. And look, it beat my all-time animated movie, The Lion King. And I think I had to tie-break that. I don't know if I did or not, but I remember when it came up. You I think, probably did. And and I chose <laughs> Jurassic Park. And the reason why I was pissed. is because I almost lied. Just I'm looking. Lie. So even today, I'm looking at Regal. They're reopening the theaters here and there. And one of the movies they have is Jurassic Park. I'm looking at this list and Jurassic Park is the one movie that stands out besides Rocky, I guess. But I want to see that in the theater. It deserves to be seen on a big screen with all the sound and all the visual glory that it entails. When I watch Star Wars, I watch it for nostalgia. I watch it with this connection that I have with my son and that's good. But what's great 
is when I get to allow him to experience Jurassic Park for the first time, because that's a movie I really, really want to share with him. And Aaron 2.0, you said it stands on its own. It didn't need The Lost World. It didn't, didn't need Jurassic Park 3. And it sure didn't need the, <laughs> the reboot series that we're getting right now. Mm-hmm. It is on its own perfect. And I argued this <laughs> on a, another podcast with blockbuster should do, make you feel something immense. And it does. And it does so with this balance of drama and action and terror, all these things that bring it together to become what I think is personally a better experience in Star Wars. I'm saying it right now, and I'm probably getting hate mail through Facebook. I can't see it, but that's okay. So Jurassic Park is my vote. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I I apologize for any technical glitch there. If anybody was watching and if you're in a podcast and there's this random like 10 second silence during Patrick's talk, that was my internet's fault. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully it didn't cut him off. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't anything important. I'm sure. I mean, I didn't hear it either. Oh. So I don't really know. But I'm gonna just. I'm gonna guess that. Guys, it was I'll transcribe the entire. Thing. The least. The least Jurassic important part. I think the ceramic T Rex should transcribe the whole. There we go. <laughs> You know, I, I don't have a lot to add. You guys have hit on everything that I would have probably said. For me, the biggest factor is the single film encapsulation of Jurassic Park that you guys have mentioned that, you know, when I think of star Wars, I don't sit down just to watch star Wars. When I sit down to watch star Wars, I sit down to watch star Wars, the empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. I don't just put on star Wars for fun. I want to watch the trilogy and I will actually agree with E-Man that it probably is the prototypical in its day. If we were voting and we all had had lived through Star Wars being our blockbuster, our Jurassic Park. I don't doubt that that very well would swing us, but we didn't. We all grew up and Jurassic Park was our blockbuster. It was right in that wheelhouse for every single one of us for our ages. Mm-hmm. And there is something special about that movie. It doesn't need anything else before or after it. It doesn't need to be tinkered with. And frankly, some of that has hurt Star Wars in the long run because there's been so much about it. And because it's become so big, it has a subsection of fandom that is so toxic that makes you just have some feelings about it, unfortunately. And it just, it's there. It persists. And Jurassic Park doesn't have that. Have you ever met someone that hates Jurassic Park? They're a communist. No. Now, Jurassic (laughs) World is a completely different thing. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Poor Jacob, to this day, we always make jokes. Jacob's only gotten to do one full episode with us so far, and it was (laughs) Jurassic (laughs) World 2. I'm so sorry. And we we need to rectify (laughs) that. I'm glad I'm thinking about this, Jacob. We need to get you back on with a movie that is good. Yeah, do it with the next Jurassic World. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop that. I don't Stop know. Right now. We're not covering Stop that. that. No, that's not. He can just be the go-to Jurassic, Jurassic World again. guy. <laughs> well, that was the thought, but then it just kind of backfired on us, like in a big way. So, yeah, for me, it's Jurassic Park. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm gonna lean towards ultimately when I think of a blockbuster, I think of the movie that when it comes on TV, I stop and I watch it all the way through. I cannot not think about that film, and it's not Star Wars to me. It's just that's not the way I feel about Star Wars. I love it. Star Wars is in, you know, I think most of us, like if we have a top 100, if we have a top 50, like these movies are both in it. 
We're talking yeah. about the cream of the crop here, guys. This is not – this is Jordan and LeBron. It's not like we're mm-hmm. debating Michael Jordan and, I don't know, Tony Parker or something, someone who's very much so not in his league. These are the best of the best. And for me, I would slightly go Jurassic Park. So – You got to go around the room here, huh? Closing arguments. Anybody want to say anything, especially Star Wars? On the Star Wars side, E-Man, you were the loudest – I think it was Eman and Kales, right? If I if I recall correctly, anything yeah, you guys want to only one. Anything you guys want to before the official vote. You I guys mean, got look, anything else? Did we look. sway your votes or your opinions by our description of what these movies emoted for us? Okay, you know I got. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, y'all did sway me on the single film fact because honestly, when I do put on Star Wars, then I want to put on Empire Strikes Back. Then I want to put a Return of Jazz. So, okay, y'all did sway me in that regard. But I mean, it's Star Wars is the OG, man. It's the OG. You got to pay your respects to the OG. Jaws always. is the OG. Star Wars is better than Jaws. I'm sorry. Y'all. Which Jurassic <laughs> Park beat, <laughs> therefore yeah, making it by proxy Oof. the OG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jaws walked so, so Jurassic Park could run. Yeah, Jaws right. swam. Boom, so Jurassic Park oh. and Ryan. Oh, there you go, Jacob, right there. More, more little yeah, hands. So. Look, I, I'm, hey, but they're is... both dinosaurs, technically. Ah, uh, hold on. School teacher confirm. I don't. I'm. I'm not going to die on this hill uh, <laughs> because I, I, like I said, I grew up on Jurassic Park too. I echo almost everything you guys all said. Um, I already told you guys. I'm just here to argue. So that's my purpose here. Um, I do, I, you know, I'll still leave my vote for Star Wars, but my goodness, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, I couldn't sit down and rewatch Jurassic Park, like, again, and still feel all of the the tension and suspense and, you know, the water, you know, and, and I mean, come on now. Look, when I was five years old, I wanted to be a dinosaur scientist. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to be when I want, you know, when I paleontologist. So, you know, you didn't want to be a space that's wizard. One. That's what I called it. <laughs> a dinosaur, a dinosaur scientist. scientist. I'm sorry, I'm dinosaur a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Check. He was five years old. I didn't know <laughs> any other words. My bad. That, that man is going to be learning two children at home. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to die on the hill. I'll I'll still keep my vote for Star Wars. But yeah, I. I totally hear all of you guys. So yeah. yeah. All right, we're going around the room. Star Wars, Jacob. Oh, Jurassic Park. What do you want Star- me to say? Star Wars. Don. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Aaron 2.0. Jurassic Park for the Dinotists. Patrick. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Dino DNA. <laughs> Dino and, DNA. And I go with Jurassic Park as well. So Jurassic Park. Wow. Five to two mm. moves into the final I'm as shocked. A three. I, I did not see that coming. I, I didn't that much of a landslide. You guys said the best. It's our era. Yeah. And like I said, if you stay. Is, ready, is that not just recency ready, bias so. then? Is that not just. 1993 recency bias? Hey, <laughs> well, hey it's, it's more shorter than 1977. I'm owning so. the recency bias. I ain't got oh, nothing. Okay. Wrong. All right. Recency bias is in the other half of this bracket here. You know, oh, accurate. Oh, oh, no, I'm going to make a case for it. I, I will say, it, so. you got to admit, though, when you're talking about a blockbuster like a Jaws or a Star Wars that started this whole word blockbuster off, we are talking about a genre that, by definition, gets bigger and better as time true. has gone on in very many, true, in true. most ways. And so it's hard. It's hard to compete <laughs> those older films. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to move on. So other side of the bracket. And we're going to go in reverse order this time. 
right. and we're going to talk about number two seed, The Dark Knight, versus number three seed, Avengers Infinity War, Battle of the Comic Book Films. Yeah. Don, before we start, uh, so Don, give us the information, and then when you're done, Patrick, you can take us, take us away and give us your thoughts. All right, tale of the tape here is uh, Dark Knight, the number 33 all-time highest-grossing film. Uh, big, steep drop-off from the number 2 and number 18 films of Star Wars and Jurassic Park. Dark Knight, in inflation-adjusted dollars, would make $681 million today and change. Uh, it goes up against the number 36 of all-time film, in Avengers Infinity War, which would make $662 million if it would still be out there today in $20. Um Dark Knight, in his path to get here, knocked off uh, Saving Private Ryan, a strong play-in seed there. I'm stunned it got past uh, Back to the Future, going and be kind of the top 100 of the people that are in this room here a little bit. Um, I could, I'm could, i so happy it knocked out the last Pirates movie with uh, Curse of Black Pearl. And it had a contest and a half to get past Terminator 2 to be in this final. Uh, on the bottom end of the bracket, um, admittedly, uh, we can say it, this April and August um, quadrant had, had its challenges, but at the same time, had its easy parts here because April and August are, are tricky and weak a little bit, especially with those Avengers movies cheating to come out a little bit in, in the end of April instead of the beginning of May. Um, Infinity War got through as a three-seed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Sixth Sense, The Fugitive, and its own, uh, I guess I have to say, successor of Avengers Endgame to get here. And I was surprised to see that one go the way it did. Um, that's your tale of tape that gets you here. Patrick. Both of these had a lot of impact for me emotionally in when you look at infinity war this is the thing that aaron and i were looking for in a marvel movie which is stakes we had loss sure. we had big solid action sequences what we've been used to marvel brought the hammer down and the shield and the whatever else you want to call it, the the hulk smash and i think this helped set the stage for what would be the finale of the latest mcu phase three i guess is what we're what we call it or what they what it's called and so it was a huge payoff to have what happened in that movie happen and it was very very satisfying what was also satisfying i went to go see this with my dad who <laughs> did not see really any of the marvel movies up to this point at least not consistently and i remember asking him what did you think because i loved it wait, who was this guy? Who was that guy? And there was a great discussion about how Marvel in its movies has done what it does for better or for worse in its summer comic book runs. It creates these events and it doesn't require, but encourages you to read these side stories by the tie-in books. If you're a Spider-Man guy, you're going to read x-men or avengers versus x-men but also read what's happening to spidey in his own world with his books so it's another four dollars out of your pocket and into to marvels and i think that what we have here with infinity war is that kind of aspect but with enough there that it feels like an entertaining i say read i was gonna say read like a comic book it feels like an entertaining experience in and of itself doesn't feel like it can stand alone because obviously there's a lot of history but it helps set the stage for what I wished was going to be a complete blackout for the next 10 months in regard to half of the universe fading away. This would have been the best marketing that I believe the, the, the folks at Marvel could have done is don't tell us anything. Don't show us trailers because you're going to get our money. We want to know what happens. Right there with you. The, 
But the feeling you get at the end of that, regardless of what happens afterwards in the outside world with all the marketing, made me feel completely devastated. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? It was the first time I felt like that about superheroes or about characters that I've fallen in love with for the last 10 years. On the opposite end of that, then you have The Dark Knight, part two of Christopher Nolan's trilogy that Aaron 1.0, you've recently gone through. We're going to cover the first and last here in the next month. I'm pretty excited about that. And as someone who's a big Superman fan, I it would t- it would have taken a lot to get me kind of like excited about this trilogy at the time. It would have taken a lot to get me excited about it. So when I look at this trilogy, what I remember going into the theater, I had just bought a Scion XB. I was really excited about it. It was my first big car purchase. I felt like an adult at the time. There's nothing and big about a Scion. There was for me when I went to when I went to purchase it for the first time. It was black, and I actually named it after I watched the movie The Dark Knight because it was an epic. It was also the night after seeing the movie that that car got broken into at the movie theater, and I was like, okay. So there were a lot of memories around this movie, but the biggest thing for me from a movie standpoint was seeing Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, which nobody can deny is great depicted on screen. And I remember vividly walking out with a friend of mine saying, that is probably the scariest depiction of a supervillain that I've ever seen. Like that guy could actually exist. And it was the first time I remember feeling like having a grounded superhero would actually be appealing and having human stakes that made me feel like that could really be something that I could experience. I could be on that boat. I could have to make these choices. And so when I walked out of the theater, I remember thinking that's probably, this was at the time, the greatest superhero movie I've seen because of the way it made me feel. And nothing has really shaken that. Maybe my opinion has changed here and there, but my experience of that movie has not changed. Just like when you think of the original three Star Wars movies, I'm going to gravitate to watching Empire Strikes Back first because I enjoy it more than the other two. I would gravitate towards watching The Dark Knight before watching Batman Begins or The Dark Knight Rises, and I wouldn't feel like I've missed a beat because I don't need the backstory from Batman Begins, and I don't really need to know what happens afterwards because the movie itself leaves me feeling incomplete but feeling like I could have a conversation with other people about it, and I love movies like that. So my vote's going to be The Dark Knight purely for the fact that I – want to watch that movie and talk about it with other people infinity war works best when you see the slew of films before it and it works fine on its own and so i guess i kind of lean on the whole can it stand alone in this case that to me is a big factor so the dark knight's gonna be my vote all right aaron 2.0 I would like to request a formal reprieve from a selection at this time. Um, I'd like to listen to everybody else's arguments purely because I actually could not decide. Um, There are a lot of points that I am weighing for both of these things. And if, if I have to make a decision, I will, but I would actually very much like to wait until I hear everybody else's arguments for why they chose what they did to see whether or not it sways me. Cause I have made an informal decision in my head. I would just like to. Yeah, no, this is actually not voting. You guys are telling me your choices. I, this is more of like, Hey, what are your thoughts? You didn't have to yeah. all like come to a conclusion at this point. We're going to vote later. So just talking through it for sure. You don't have to pick right now. 
Um, we'll come back to you. How about that? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Don Shanahan, what <laughs> yeah. are you thinking? Oh, man. Um, recency bias aside, uh, I do love this matchup because it is stakes versus stakes. You know, you have um, easily the most thrilling chapters of, of each, oh, man, of each comic book company's, uh, you know, catalog of movies. You know, I, I don't think it gets any edgier or more exciting than the dark knight i don't think the marvel movies have gotten any edgier more exciting than infinity war so man you you know you have thrills here you have places in the theater where you you gasp and you wonder am uh um i have to throw e-man under the the lightest and one most wonderful buses like infinity war for me will always be the e-man screams out loud movie and i love that about that when we were at a press screening great story you know, we're in their edge of our seats. We don't know what to expect. We, we, you know, we, we have an idea that, you know, some, you know, some, some losses and some stakes are there. And uh, as soon as characters start getting dusted and we're in a, you know, a theater full of you know, professionals, there's no public here. You know, it's Michael Phillips. you got all, you know, you have all these people who are just, you know, legit critics in a big city. And E-Man's in there standing up and screaming at the screen. And I love that, that, you know, it's a movie that busts us not as critics, but as, as legit fans and lovers of all this stuff, you know, because, you know, whether it's E-Man or myself or anybody else, you know, we, I'm a comic book kid. That's how I learned to read. So, you know, I, this, every, I'll say it like this, every comic book movie to me from the shittiest one to the best one is a dream come true because they are, they are visualizations of things I never thought we'd ever see the light of day on, on a big screen because compared to the movies we saw when we were kids in the eighties, where some of this stuff was unfilmable. You know, or if it was filmable, you got, you know, Adam West. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is hard. This is stakes versus stakes, and the the peak of two peaks. And, whew, I I love that about this matchup. This is a a, a more difficult matchup than Legacy versus Legacy in the other half of this bracket. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Is this is this is tight. This is thrilling. This is, this is amazing. Your thoughts are wow. I can't decide either. So right, this is this is going uh, well. This is going <laughs> two, really well. Two out of three have no cho- no decision yet. <sighs> what about you, yeah. Kales? What, what are your thoughts on this matchup? For me, it's it's a tale of two films that's full of memorable moments in each. Um, you know, I can count. You know, the many memorable moments in the Dark Knight from the opening when Joker robs the bank from, you know, Joker, Harvey Dent and Batman on a three way high pursuit through the streets of Gotham. Um, when the truck flips over <laughs> in the street in Gotham, um, when we see um, Joker bust out of the cell and everything, when we see the Batman and Joker interrogation scene, I mean, Dark Knight. I mean, every scene, it's one of those films where you can watch it every minute and it doesn't lose its value. I mean, it is aged like fine wine. It's, it's prime bino, if I could say. When when Christopher Nolan is on the top of his game, then I, for me, there's no other filmmaker who can get like hot that he can get when he's when all of his elements are firing on every cylinder. I mean, you have the great performance from Heath Ledger and you have Christian Bale who's playing this hero who's conflicted. I mean, this is the first comic book film that made me take comic book filmmaking seriously because every other film I was seeing beforehand felt like a spoof. It felt like that they were trying to hit the benchmarks of what you would read in a comic book, but it would never actually make you feel invested into the character. And I say that Dark Knight was the first film that actually made me invested into who Batman was. After watching The Dark Knight, I just went through a whole treasure trove of any information about Batman that I could find. I'm still doing that now, making my way through DC animation films. So The Dark Knight was very important. It was a very important watershed moment for me in high school because it really, it really captured my sense of what I should do with my life, which is 
talk about film and discuss film, you know. But Infinity War, that's the one I had the theater experience with. That's the one I remember. It was a rainy night um, two years ago. I went with my girlfriend. I expected the movie to be good, but I didn't expect it to be this good. You know, when you come into, when you come and see a film that's highly anticipated like Infinity War was, there is a fear that it might not hit the benchmarks that it sets. There's a fear that there might be something that comes along and it kind of turns you off and you're like, oh, well, you know, I, my sight, I was excited for a little bit more, but then it doesn't really hit there. But I felt that Infinity War is probably Marvel's best action film they ever made. I mean, the sequence on Titan where you have Iron Man and some of the Guardians, you have Peter Parker all fighting against Thanos on his own home planet. That's a very rewatchable scene. I mean, then you have the battle in Wakanda and you have mm. Thor's entrance into Wakanda, which brought the house down when I was in the audience full of people. The audience around me, there was, you know how usually for most films, you have a problem with people on their cell phone. People are talking around you. There's babies crying. It was silent the whole time we were watching Infinity War. Like no one was talking. Everybody was peeked in. Everybody had attention. They were invested. With every blow that was hit to the heroes, people People were crying. People, people were like, oh, man, come on. Like, people were invested. And then when the snap happens, I've never heard a theater get that quiet before. You know, I actually turned to my girlfriend, and I looked her in the eye, and the tear rolled down. It, it, it was very emotional. And I know people are going to say, well, Endgame was coming, so you should know that these characters are going to come back. But in in the in the midst of that moment, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about, I'm seeing Black Panther. I'm seeing... Bucky, I'm seeing Scarlet Witch, I'm seeing all of my favorite heroes swept away in this dust, and we don't know how we're going to get them back. And you also, like Joker in The Dark Knight, you also have a fully fleshed out and very compelling character in Thanos. This is mostly his film that we're seeing it through. You know, we usually are from the viewpoint of the heroes, but Thanos is the architect of this film. And while he is a psychopath, while I don't agree with him, like, killing over half a billion people to save a universe i do understand why he did it i fully understand his ambition i fully understand his goal that it felt like that it was something that he had to do you know in order to fulfill his destiny and it doesn't get any better than that i mean both of these films is very hard to choose from because i have fond memories of both um i can't lean to anyone i can't lean to any choice right now either i mean this is I didn't think it was going to be this tough. What's wrong with you people? It really is. <laughs> man. Jacob, Jacob Neff. Why are, why are we here? I didn't what think, are you doing besides a man? I didn't think me abstaining was going to trickle this down. Trendsetter. You see what you did? Jacob, Jacob will put it down. Yep, yep. I, I, I got a position. Um, okay. Yeah, like Don said, these are the, the two premier examples of, of both of the major comic book companies' uh, film adaptations. Um, I, I don't think Marvel gets any better than Infinity War. I don't think DC gets any better than The Dark Knight. Um, it, it's nothing short of practically impossible what Kevin Feige has done with, with to lead up to Infinity War and what Infinity War is itself. I mean, he put together the I don't have that the twenty two movies or whatever twenty one movies ahead of it, and each one some varying measure of success. None of them was outright terrible. Um, and he, he did that groundwork so that he could create MCU could lead to infinity war, which is a movie unlike any other movie that has ever been made. It, you already know who the characters are. It doesn't have to spend all this time telling you who 
who this person is and what their story is. No, I can just jump right into this intense buildup that we've been going to and be full on all throughout. It can go jump around from scene to scene. We're never confused about where we are. I mean, there has never been any other movie like it. Um, however, it's... <laughs> you look at The Dark Knight, you have Heath Ledger's performance that has is one for the ages. I mean, his Joker is absolutely terrifying. You because he is an agent of chaos. You have no idea what he is going to do in any given moment because he has no true motivation other than to cause chaos. And it is just you sit in awe of this performance. You sit in terror of what he could he could do. It's an insanely grounded movie. It almost feels like it could actually happen. These people could exist in the world and this technology could be developed. Um, the filmmaking is second to none. Christopher Nolan, insanely good filmmaker. It, you look at that opening scene, your stomach drops out from under you as, it's go, as they're crossing down the zip line. And the whole lead up to the the uh, through the bank robbery, uh, you know, to the reveal of Joker, and all throughout, you, you see uh, Bruce Wayne's uh, character being challenged. Um, you see him having to figure out who he is. I mean, these are all intensely personal, relatable uh, character issues that we all cause us all to think about. You have the boat sequence. We're like, what would we do? You know, would, and then you sit and you're like stunned when both, you know, both sides show true <laughs> nobility by not, uh, not blowing up the other. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, yes, Infinity War is amazing, but it, it's, it feels like a comic book movie, whereas the Dark Knight transcends. It transcends it. It's grounded. It feels like a comic book movie that is in the real world. It grabs you. You're like living <laughs> this whole experience. And uh, yeah, like I said, the performances, the filmmaking just elevate it above Infinity War. E-Man, how you, how you come out on this? So when I first, I, I actually looked back at my, one of my very first reviews, like written reviews, and it was for The Dark Knight. Um, and I'm talking about like an old school Facebook post, you know, generic, no website, nothing. This is raw, you know, unfiltered E-Man at his best. Right. And, you know, this was a film that when I walked in there, I did not, I had no idea what I was going to walk into, you know, like it was just one of those things where like, you're like, okay, you know, Batman begins. It was cool. You know, it was fine. And you walk in and you watch the dark night and you're just blown away you know um specifically for heath ledger and his performance you know um you know going in of course there was all this ridicule about his casting and stuff like that but you know i didn't really doubt him just because i was always a fan of his from the knight's tale and on um but you know even i didn't anticipate him to go to that level of a performance and it was just one of those things where i was just like you know that was my first realization of how deep acting can go because i didn't see heath ledger i saw the joker the entire time you know um and i i totally agree with jacob in the fact that um the dark knight 
did something that other comic book movies at its time could not do, which was to transcend the genre. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I can't take that away from it. You know, it, it, it's absolutely a movie that while you're watching it, you forget that it's a comic book movie, even though you got a grown man dressed up as a bat. So, you know, that whole time you're still sitting here like, no, what are y'all going to do? Like, no, where's the police here? What's going to happen? Um, so there's, there's nothing that can be taken away from that. Not to mention the fact that if I, if I recall, maybe Don can correct me. I mean, the money that this movie made at its time was unprecedented. You didn't hear about movies, especially a comic book movie at that, making that kind of money. So there was nothing that you could really take away. I mean, this movie right here really inspired, I would argue, a number of other comic book movies to step their game up. You know, so The Dark Knight in itself was just, you know, really one of, and as a Christopher Nolan fan, I'm sitting here like, my goodness, like, please do more, <laughs> you know, please. Um, you know, but yeah, even within the own trilogy itself, it transcends, you know, its predecessor and, you know, the the third sequel too. So um, I definitely don't want to take that away from it. What I will take away from it though, <laughs> is um, I didn't care about certain things. There were some pacing issues that, for a summer blockbuster, I don't think it fits. I think Dark Knight is a perfect fall film, not a traditional summer film. And this is where I'm going to nitpick. These are very, very tiny nitpicks. So please keep in mind that this is only in relation to Infinity War. Um, but yeah, I didn't care as much when Rachel died. Wasn't invested, just didn't care. I think one big issue that I've always had with this is the fact that Joker, when we talk about this movie, out of everyone here just talking now, a vast majority of people only talk about Joker. They don't talk about anyone else. Joker's not the lead in this movie. He's the supporting character. He's not even the co-star. That's not the way this movie was supposed to be in, like, you know, taken. Now we have taken that and I want to say magnified it over time because Heath Ledger's uh, performance has been that magnificent, right? It's overshadowed the lead character. Yes, Batman was put in, you know, a, a tough decision or, you know, with compromising decisions or whatever. But again, because of Joker, Joker outshines the actual lead actor. This is not the Joker rises. It's supposed to be the Dark Knight. And we are not invested enough in the lead. And if, if a Batman movie is not even about Batman, what are we doing here? You know, so that's kind of like why I'm not as heavily invested in the Dark Knight being as great as it is, whereas I am invested in, if we want to have a conversation about best comic book villain, best performance as a comic book villain, you win that day all day, every day. If you want to even talk about the score, eh, I guess Hans Zimmer, sure, go, you know, he got it. But in terms of a movie for a summer blockbuster, that's not something that I can really think will compare to what Infinity War did. Now, let me be as objective as I can with Infinity War. Um, it does have the crutch of you needing to know the MCU. It does have the crutch of if you, your, your level of participation and knowledge in the MCU 
will affect how you you know embrace and interact with this movie. Now, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and also hold that against Infinity War because what Infinity War was something unprecedented. We've had sequels before. We haven't had a connected cinematic universe to this magnitude. Not to mention, even on an individual basis, to have a movie juggle this many lead characters all at once and still have the opportunity to elevate a new character in the character of Thanos above established characters, Captain America, Iron Man, people that have literally taken almost 10 years at that time to build up themselves to the level of stardom from scratch, too, by the way. So to, to, Juggle that huge cast in itself, I would argue, is definitely unprecedented. The marketing that goes into this is something also that's unprecedented. Like I said, going into Dark Knight, it was just like any other comic book movie. Sure, the after effect was there, but my goodness, what Infinity War did, the movies that preceded Infinity War got us hype for Infinity War. Name me a movie in any of these lists that we've been excited for years before it actually came out. That made that special summer in 2018 that much more memorable. I don't know about anybody else, but I would say for comic book fans especially, I was hoping and wishing, praying to God, I would not die or get into a car accident until I saw Infinity War. I needed to see that movie, okay? And not to mention the fact that this movie also had the help of social media. I mean, I really want to emphasize the fact that when we're talking about summer movies here, the impact of the hype that is also accumulating is not something we can ignore. Sure, the hype, you know, the social media aspect wasn't as strong in 2008, but the fact that this, you know, Infinity War was trending almost daily, the fact that it was like one of the fastest selling, it broke records in terms of how quickly tickets sold. And that's right after, shout out to Wakanda Forever, you know, Black Panther broke records. Infinity War came and broke that in like a day, you know, in terms of just people wanting to buy it. So much so for my own personal experience, I had the foresight knowing that because this movie is going to be so hype, I had to buy out a theater just so that we can have a watch party. And trust me, that theater was packed. People came that never even saw a comic book movie before. So even though I agree that Dark Knight is transcendent in terms of, you know, breaking the genre within its own mold, Infinity War did something for comic book movies that other ones couldn't do. And it transcended comic book movies. It may, it pushed the level to being like, this is what a huge comic book movie would look like according to your imagination. The battles, the fights, the superheroes, everybody, the crossovers and everything, you couldn't imagine something like that happening, especially with the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight had to juggle basically two characters, but to juggle that many other heroes, and then you have a villain, I would argue with Thanos, is equally as compelling. And I'm not talking about performance, just talking about the character. They're equally as compelling. Absolutely, Joker is an agent of chaos. Thanos destroyed half of the billion populations of worlds in the universe. I mean, like, the stakes right there don't even compare, you know? And it's the fact that Infinity War not only was, it wasn't just an action movie. It had humor. 
in it as well. Let's not forget that we were sitting here laughing at Star-Lord and Spider-Man and everybody cracking jokes and stuff. It had the fight scenes almost every other 20 minutes. So I don't care if you're the most ADD person out there, you're going to keep invested into this. Then you have the emotional factor. You mean to tell me that somebody watched Tony Parker or, you know, or Tony Stark and, 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 and Spider-Man, you know, that parting? I mean, the heartstrings? You know, come on now. And of course, yes, Don brought up my moment. You know, look, when when I saw Black Panther go, it it you know, it hit different. It hit very different. Um it's different but now. that's something it definitely hits different now, you know, but that's something that I never could feel from the dark night. You know, I felt the action pockets and here and there, but everything that the dark night gave me, Infinity War gave it to me times ten you know, and on multiple different levels. I mean, this movie was so provocative, it literally got the people going. It got them going to the theaters, you know. Um, and what else? Like, the stakes, absolutely, like Colette said, was always there. I mean, Infinity War was the blockbuster that other movies wished that they could be. So, simply put. So, that's my case for Infinity so War. I don't even think movie. it's that much of a discussion in terms of a blockbuster i mean if we want to keep it to technical merits sure dark knight can win awards all day (laughs) but for all these other external factors that go on these intangible things the hype the marketing the the emotional appeal and all that it's a no-brainer for me infinity war i'm I'm putting my vote now so i I didn't you i knew your vote we knew your vote before you were even okay on the podcast i didn't know if y'all knew (laughs) yeah it's okay Somebody in the chat actually just posted and said, E-Man is simultaneously convincing me for both films. So, As a proper look, critic should do, though. right? There you I go. mean, both films are great. I, you know, I, it's just the fact that we're forced to put them against each other. Well, you know. I, I'm going to get to third place game, guys. Yeah, I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to say much more because you guys have really covered everything. I will say Batman has been my favorite character for my entire life. And The Dark Knight is, bar none, my favorite comic book film of all time. And my vote will go to Infinity War, without question, because Infinity War is the better blockbuster. And that's, I completely agree. I think The Dark Knight is an Oscar film. I think Infinity War, I mean, what we traditionally think of as a amazing action, Oscar-worthy type of film. And I, well, I think Infinity War has merit there too, but I think Infinity War is the better blockbuster for all the reasons you just described, E-Man, I could, I would absolutely echo. And it hurts mm. my soul to say that when I like look behind me in my, you know, cabinet back there in the other room and I have like 15 Batman pops uh, sitting on a wall and I'm just, it, it hurts. But, you know, it and is. And no weird. Thanos pops. No Thanos pops at all. Right? I, I don't. Aaron Hunley, <laughs> uh, we said we'd come back to you. So do you want to yep. wrap us up and then let's vote? On the spot. Wrap it. I'm going to wrap it like a Christmas present. All right. So my original choice was Infinity War. Um, and the reason being for me actually dealt with, I have this very, I want to say it's sick, but I have this thing where I actually really like when villains win. Um, and I like it because, uh, it to me is far more realistic than the hero always coming out on top. Um, and I thought it was very, even though everybody knew going into this film that it was going to be a two-parter, I thought it was still very smart of them to end the film with the villain on top. Um, like, like you guys said, you know, it's not like nobody knew, you know, that people were going to come back. 
but we also didn't know which of the heroes were going to come back. We knew that we weren't going to get away with everybody surviving. We knew, like, well, I guess people realistically had to know everybody can't come back. Um, but for me, the biggest thing, and, and I do believe that the Dark Knight does have elements where the villain does win. Because at the end of the day, the Joker did push Batman to go to a different place or a different perspective on him as a person and having to grapple with those things along with Aaron Eckhart's character. But for me, if we're going purely by the definition of a summer blockbuster, not just a more Oscar-worthy film or which one had better performances, I personally think that Infinity War is a more well-rounded film. So I can watch The Dark Knight and I can be amazed by the cinematography, the score, the acting, and all that jazz, yes. But as an entire picture... As far as enjoying, feeling, feeling on, like being on the edge of my seat on top of feeling heart or emotional connectedness to these characters, it goes to Infinity War. Um, I think that um, I wrote, I had notes and I was like adding to them as you guys were talking about, but I really loved what uh, I believe, Coles, you were the one that said the fact that Than- they let Thanos be the architect of this film, I thought was really important because we see a large percentage of the film from his perspective. And in my opinion, I got into several heated debates with people over this because you start to feel sorry for Thanos and you start to feel like, you know, like, I, you know, maybe the snap isn't so bad. And then you just sit there and be like, maybe I'm a psychopath. And so, and for me, that is the product of a well-written and well-developed character. If you're an Avatar Last Airbender fan, I know that I talk about Atla all the time. But my goal as a writer is to create a character as beautifully arced as Azula. It's a character that you end up feeling sorry for and you wonder how they got or who hurt them so much that they got to that point at the very end of this film or this TV series. And for me, the fact that Thanos goes through this arc where we're all watching him and we're all like, this guy's a douche canoe. Like, I can't wait to see somebody just like throat punch him. And like maybe three quarters of the way through it, you're watching the way that he talks to uh, Gamora and you're looking at their relationship and everything like that. And you, you recognize that Thanos has caused pain, but you're also sitting back and being like, but he's not heartless and he's approaching his, his, like his desires. He's approaching with logic. He's approaching them with a well thought out and calculated idea of this will actually save lives by taking lives. So you start to sit there and question it's it's and it's the same argument that films have made since the dawn of time and I go back and forth on it so many times. I hate the for the greater good mentality. Absolutely hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it because I don't know if I was ever pressed for a decision like that what I would choose. And like feeling that in my soul is like you, you think about an individual or the collective identity of the world. And so I think that overall as a picture as on a character, storyline, emotional line, I feel well-rounded. It's Infinity War. Not that Dark Knight has, doesn't have his merits, but you've all already listed them, so I'm not going to waste time doing it again. Hey, Siri, could you Google douche canoe with the safe search off? Thanks. Okay. I specifically chose not to use a curse word. I specifically edited myself. You did great. What are you doing, man? You know this is a... That's awesome. Okay, so... Infinity yeah. War for me, Infinity War for E-Man, Infinity War for Aaron. Jacob Neff, vote. Still the Knight. Still Dark Knight. Patrick. Yeah, I'll still go with the Dark Knight. Kales. Um, If this is the best film competition, then Dark Knight would win. But this isn't about the best film. It's about what fits the guidelines of the summer blockbuster. And 
I gotta vote Infinity War. And Don Shanahan, even though it doesn't matter. The Dark Knight. All right. So by a vote of four to three, squeaking by is mm. Avengers Infinity War. Okay. All so right. we are going to kind of rocket fire through this. Oh, he put on the gun. He did. He, he did. He, he would. Waiting. Well, we have to snap it out. <laughs> no. Why are you? Oh my god. We have god. to snap it out of here. Okay. Please, no. Half of the opinions are stupid. Right, so yeah. that's how we do it. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is because I want to get through this third place fast, so yep. we don't we don't spend too much time here. It's Star Wars versus <gasps> The Dark Knight. We've already made the mm. arguments mm. for all of these films already. Okay. So obviously. What what I would like to do is if anybody has anything they want to share about why they care very strongly one way or the other, but I want you guys to try and keep your thoughts specific to the fact that we are comparing these two now against each other. No, no, not really. We're not talking about how good the film is or the details. We, we already just went through all of that for all of this. So very specifically, what makes you say in a couple bullet points, maybe like, why is one better than the other? And anybody who is ready to kick us off can go first, and then we'll follow you from there. I'm good. I'll I'll, I'll just say one thing is rewatchability. Wait, what are the two? It's, it's, it's Star, Star Wars, Wars and Dark Knight. And Dark Knight. Um, mm. we're, we're the Hamburg brothers right now, huffing in bags. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nobody sound. nobody wants to go, huh? Jeez. Nobody this wants to go. I got. I'll I'll echo what I just said. Okay, the Dark Knight again. Same thing. Batman's still my favorite since two minutes ago. Still <laughs> my favorite comic book movie. Star Wars is 100% the better, bigger summer blockbuster to me. Because of the epic scope, that's what I think of. I don't think of the way that The Dark Knight is. I, I, and another thing is, for me, The Dark Knight is just not a film that feels like it's summer. There's not summertime in Gotham City going on, and I... And that's there not never a, is, though, Aaron. Wait, There's I'm not saying... It I mean, doesn't... It doesn't ma- listen! Look, go ahead. Have you been to Chicago? I, hey, I'm just telling you why I... <laughs> filmed it here. Why I would say Star Wars is the bigger blockbuster. My favorite film of these two is, bar none, The Dark Knight, but I don't think of it in the terms that I think of Star Wars when it comes to this. Go ahead. So let me, let me just say this. If you put The Dark Knight up against Jaws or up against other, quote, summer blockbusters that fit the bill, it's going to lose every time for that reason alone. Correct. Reason? I think that's, for which reason? The fact that it doesn't feel like a summer blockbuster. It's put in this category and it was it was voted on so many times over other films that felt like summer blockbusters. That should give it merit beyond just the fact that it doesn't feel like a summer blockbuster. Because I would put Avengers, period, above infinity war because it feels a lot more like a summer blockbuster than infinity war i walked out of that experience going summer's here let's get it going i'm gonna go see this two or three more times the fact is the dark knight as a movie will never feel like a summer blockbuster because it's so just bleak there's nothing about gotham city that screams you know what i'm gonna go hang out on the streets and it's gonna feel a lot it's gonna feel like this is part of the summer experience. I thought Josh you were trying was, to argue against me here. I am arguing against you because you I'm just said the same thing I, I did. I did. Because what I'm saying is that the dark, the dark <laughs> night in and of itself will never win on that credential. Never because it doesn't feel like it. Then yeah, why is it category group. anyway? Why is it on this list? Why did it fit? All in the Nolan nut swingers. You hear that? You hear that? The fact is, the fact is, the dark night 
is at a disadvantage by that credential alone, which means that the people that voted for it went beyond that credential, which therefore means at this point, it should probably be looked at beyond that credential. Now, subjectively speaking, I cannot disagree. It doesn't feel like a summer blockbuster, but it's big and it has stakes and it's impactful and it's memorable. These are things that you walk out of a movie that is as big as Avengers or as big as compared Star- to Star Wars. Bring it back. I'm bringing it back because we want to get through this. Right. Why is it better? Or uh, why uh, are you picking it over Star Wars or why are you not picking it over Star Wars? So here's the thing. I'm not picking it over Star Wars because to me, Star Wars feels like a more enjoyable, big experience. You said it yourself. I'm not comparing it to Jurassic Park. If I compared it to Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park would win over The Dark Knight because for the same reasons that I picked Jurassic Park over Star Wars, it's an absolute more memorable, complete experience for me. And it makes me feel something really big, whereas The Dark Knight makes me feel one thing. You could have just said, Aaron, same, and we would be done. <laughs> so, so, so every podcast goes come let, on let me spring all i'm getting at is all i'm getting at is the dark knight would never win regardless of who it was up against well it doesn't point taken. okay no, well, point, taken. point taken point yeah. taken um, <laughs> you know the one thing that i'm going to uh I, I know earlier we were talking about how like you know what would we personally want to see and stuff like that and you know i totally get it look if theater if it was summertime and we could go out freely um I'm probably going to watch The Dark Knight before I watch Star Wars. However, I'm going to vote for Star Wars mainly because I want to also be respectful of what happened during its time. Um, What happened during its time, it had people dressing up in costumes. We didn't have that with The Dark Knight. You didn't have a cultural impact. That is something, and this is the same argument that I give to movies like Black Panther. This is not something that happens easily. We have almost 300 plus movies that come out every single year. Not one time does it tend to happen where like a movement or a cultural shift or something into pop icon status happens. That's extremely rare. And I think that we take that for granted just because of where we are now. Like we have the advantage and luxury of hindsight. We can look back and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I am your father. Hmm, yeah, that's cool. You know, but back then that was revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, and I know that was in Empire Strikes Back, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that like what Star Wars did in its time is what, you know, any summer blockbuster movie wishes that it could do. It wishes to have long lines wrapped around the building. It wishes to have tickets sold almost immediately. It wishes to have toys you know, go on a whole spur of, you know, uh, of a run. So yeah, Star Wars, what it did, it it can't be neglected and isolated to personal favoritism, in my opinion. It has to also be accounted for the impact that it actually did, not only in pop culture, but in film culture and the sci-fi genre itself. So sci-fi, you know, for Star Wars, for summer, it did the thing. It did what summer blockbusters are supposed to do. So it gets my vote. All right. Any arguments for The Dark Knight? Does anybody have anything they want to say in favor? Jacob, you picked The Dark Knight in the last round. So you got, what do you got? I'm, I'm going with The Dark Knight again. Just because Star Wars started a movement, just because it was at the beginning of this whole blockbuster thing, uh, doesn't mean that it has to remain the, the king of, of all summer blockbusters. I mean, in this case, we've, it's now in the in the loser round, but um, the Dark Knight transcends. It is a summer blockbuster. 
after it came out in the summer, people went to it in droves. Just because it's night outside during the whole movie doesn't doesn't mean it can't be a blockbuster. It's full of firepower, explosions, you know, all the stuff that we <laughs> that people like about summer blockbusters. But it 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 goes beyond that. It, it transcends. It's it's got like I said, it has amazing filmmaking. It has amazing characters uh, and performances, and it is absolutely thrilling. And it makes you think. And it's everything. It's it's a summer blockbuster plus. Fair, fair. Kales, do you want to add anything about this for TDK? Um, the only thing I would say about TDK is, um, you know, TDK. I agree with Patrick, man. I mean, just because it's dark outside doesn't mean that it can't solidify itself as a as a summer blockbuster. I mean, the moments in this film are grand. That's what blockbusters are all about. It's those grand moments that everybody will talk about at the road at the water cooler on Monday morning at the office. I mean, it's those moments that live with you. Those moments where you tell your kids about, like, hey, I was there when I saw this. But for me, I feel that because. Dark Knight is set in almost a real world and it has these complex and mature and adult themes. I feel that Infinity War works well better on a rewatch because when I'm walk- when I'm watching Dark Knight, it feels like a it feels it feels like a grown man comic book film. Like it feels like something that as an adult you very much appreciate what it talks about as far as the heroes and the villains and the chaos that criminals sometimes bring with them. And sometimes when you're living in a world where eventually you can start out with great aspirations, but then eventually you turn to dark aspirations based on what's happening around you and the events that have happened to you. So I can appreciate Dark Knight from that, especially now that I'm older, but I feel that Affinity War just works so well on a fun scale. Like, yes, there are bad things that happen. You do cry at the end, but you can go back. you like, this is Star Wars. We're fighting against Star Wars. Oh, my bad, my bad, bad, bad. But Star Wars. I loved your argument though, by the way. I just want to say, I loved everything you were saying. Somebody tap him over there. But the Star Wars to me, you know, I felt that it's a movie for for all ages. You know, like a kid doesn't have to go and watch the Star Wars to understand about adult things. He can just go in and just watch like lightsabers and just watch spaceships and watch C three PO and R D T two walking through the decks. So he can just come in and watch it and just enjoy it for what it is. And I feel that Star Wars just, like I said, if I had my life savings, I would put my life savings on Star Wars. But you know. I'm just gonna pick it for right now for the third place spot. I'm I'm sorry, I have to. <laughs> I'm just making spot. sure it wasn't just. I'm me. sorry, no. Um, uh, you know, if you listen to Black Label, you'll know that Kales has also called Timothy Chalamet, who we know. But I'm pretty sure out. you just created the first ever android human known as Artie D2. Like his name was Arthur and his last name is D2. And he's now Artie D2. Like, oh my gosh. I'm going to leave my bag. I was like, I can't be the only person that just heard yeah. Artie I was... D2. He's a, he's a French, he's a French <laughs> droid. He's Artie D2. Yeah, I just didn't watch the extended edition. That's all. Somebody put Simon Phoenix back in ice over there. Yeah, Celeste can't get the French name Timothy Chalamet. Alter de Tu. Alter de Tu. Oh, thank you for that, Celeste. Thank you. Oh, man. Can we vote? Yeah, we're going to vote. We're going to vote. So, okay. uh, I'm. uh, What are we voting on? Oh, yeah. I'm Star Wars. Wars That's right. Patrick. Uh, Despite you, I'm going to go with Dark Knight. Just. Just (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Aaron Hunley. Star Wars. Don Shanahan. I'm not going to do my argument. Batman, ride or die, the Dark Knight. Two two, Coles. Star Wars. And Jacob. 
Dark Knight. Right? Dark Knight. All right. E man, it's all on you, buddy. Swing it. Swing it. Swing it. Swing it. We know where it's going. Oh, oh man. I don't oh, know shit. how to. Oh. Wait, oh. Uh, what do you mean? You're... This is third oh, place. Can we take Come a break? Can we take no, a break? No, we can't take a break. No, no for oh, suspense. Like can like we take a break for suspense? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to take a break for suspense, if that's cool. Can I have like 20 seconds? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Sorry, we'll talk shit about him while he's gone. Oh, no. He's going to go. Guys, he's going to go get dressed. I hope you guys are watching this right now. This is going to be great. He's going to grandstand. Aaron, can you tell us about your lip product that you applied while we're here for 20 seconds? <laughs> sure. What's going on right here? Um, this is the Laneige Lip Sleeping Mask in oh. Apple Lime. Um, oh. And I specifically use this one because the berry one that everybody raves over, <laughs> is I'm allergic to. And now back to So E-Man's E-Man. going for the Dark Knight. I right. Think that's what he's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put on. I think that's a Star Wars hat with little Batman on it. Is yes, really, it is, right? <laughs> I just, I just yeah. wanted to go ahead and do this college style, you know. I, I oh. made my pick. Made no, what that, that's not the movie. That's he's the, going to Star Wars uh, College, Star Wars yeah. University. Yeah. He's indicating His that the stars of the Dark Knight. Right? I'm playing for George Lucas. <laughs> Drink something harder, class. Okay. All right. Star Wars takes it third place. Now, mm-hmm. the finale. All right. Uh, the wow. first place match. Argue. Let's just everybody just make your picks. Yep. <laughs> We've all heard it. We're gonna we're gonna leave it open for just a few short arguments. We're not gonna go long. There's not a ton we haven't said between these two, so we've made a lot of cases for Avengers: Infinity War, and we've made a ton of case for Jurassic Park as well. Um, I'm gonna throw it to you, Eman, because you're so passionate about Infinity War. Does this change anything for you? What is that old man laugh that you're doing right now? <laughs> old Master got laugh from Street Fire. <laughs> I, I'm guessing oh, it gosh, does not it because I remember the votes and I remember that you voted for Star Wars over Jurassic Park. So my guess yeah. is that you would definitely not be voting for Jurassic there's, Park. There's absolutely no way. I mean, look, you know, for Infinity War, as much as I'd love, if I had to do the rewatch, because I think that's as close as this has to get to, is which one would I have to rewatch in the theaters at this point? It's Infinity War. No question. I would watch it with you, just to watch the reaction one more time. I would, I would still ever. yell at the same moment. You sure, you sure as hell would, Patrick. You know, if it were me, I'd love to watch Infinity War, but I'd have to probably watch another forty-four hours of everything leading up to it to really get that impact. So for me, Jurassic Park still stands on its own. It's my pick. Aaron Hundley. What? Oh, <laughs> we're picking right now. Oh. I mean, I'm oh, asking for a thought. No, I was just yeah, no, chiming um, in with E-Man there. Okay. Um, so this is really hard because I have <laughs> feelings about the both of them. There are no dinosaurs um, in Infinity War. I'm sorry. That's just it. Is there art? Are there? Uh, and you know what? They have all of space and time. They could have gone back and brought some dinosaurs into the <laughs> film. I'm just saying it might have elevated it. Um, so we, I know this is like slightly off topic, but um, my boyfriend has never gone through the MCU. So I've been taking him through it this year. Um, we, after everything, we actually just watched Black Panther last night or Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are about to start hitting uh, Infinity War and I would be eager to see his reaction to it. Um, I am going to choose Jurassic um it's just it moves my it moves i'm sorry e i know i know i'm sorry if you were here i know you'd slap me but um no it's it is your own people (laughs) but i i too wanted to be a dinotist growing up so much so that i would actually bury my dinosaur figurines in the sandbox and the at the playground and at my elementary school so i could dig it up later with a toothbrush 
Um, but there is just joy that I get in immeasurable amounts every time that I watch Jurassic Park. And sometimes, especially this year, I just want joy from some of the things that I watch. And Infinity War, there are a lot of roller coaster emotions. The movie offers a lot of amazing things. But just a movie that makes me feel good every single time I watch it is Jurassic Park. I'm, I, I mean, if you ever made me choose between Jurassic Park and Paddington, I couldn't. But I don't have to make that decision today. I have to choose Jurassic Park or Infinity War, so I can. Jacob. Infinity War is uh, the king of the comic book movies. It is the best example of a culmination. But Jurassic Park is the king of the blockbusters. It is the the T-Rex is just, you never forget that T-Rex. Every moment of the film is perfect. Jurassic Park. Coless. So um, I'm going to play a little bit of um, my own worst villain because uh, <laughs> you would think that somebody like me who had the Jurassic Park VHS as a little boy who watched it all the time would pick Jurassic Park. But you're but, not gonna. But I just have to say, man, just Infinity War, man, I, I, the rewatchability factor is very strong for me. And like I said, I do go back to watch Jurassic Park, but it's not as often as Infinity War. Now, right. Like, Don may be saying that I'm a part of recency bias. He may be correct about that. But it's just that theater experience and just, like, being able to watch the action sequences again and be able to know that the big moments are coming, but yet still being amazed by them, that, that's priceless right there. So, for me, I would have to choose Infinity War. Mr. Shanahan. In this group of rug pullers that have been dinking and dunking all night, just straight, straight up, Jurassic Park, period. No argument. I, I would love to watch Infinity War with E-Man again, but Jurassic Park's... Whew, Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I'm Jurassic Park. I'm just, I, you I'm know, so I'm sorry, but right I... Now. I'm so happy. There is no way I can Ooh. pick one film <laughs> that is part of such a huge, ama- amazing that, thing. And up. as much as I... He's leaving it! He, he's leaving. <laughs> Make mine Marvel. E, can you change your background? Okay, I feel like e, you have to change your background now. You have to change yeah. it. Can it be a dinosaur eating your head like the panther? Yeah. Eating your heart, <laughs> all the emotion that is just leaving <laughs> your body. No need. I want to cry. Did that for, for the dino. Really that you all did that for the T Rex. Thank you. We have a T Rex. Thank you. So wait, am I? Did I? Did I count this correctly? Are we? We're we're at six to one. Is that right? No, we got two. That's not oh, no, Coles, that's right. Coles uh, went the other way there. RDD2 gives a... RDD2. I know where I know we're changing his name to in the uh, admin I chat I was just right going to ask him to change his name in the In, the in chat. our group chat? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Give it that. All right, well, that's it. So first place goes to Jurassic Park, second wow. place Avengers Infinity War, third place Star Wars, fourth place The Dark Knight. To the group, to the voters, to the listeners and the, the viewers, but the they're people really in the Facebook group, thank nah, you so much great. for you guys participating in this event over the summer. It was a blast. It was so much fun. It's such a great participatory experience, uh, the folks in this group. Everybody gets along, even when we disagree about movies or we disagree about our beliefs. It's amazing how much respect people seem to have for each other in this group, and mm-hmm. it's a great place. And so that's why Patrick and I promote it all the time. It's probably our biggest accomplishment is the thing we're the most proud of is making this group and, and seeing it grow on its own even above and beyond the podcast to be honest yep. and so we would love for everybody to come join it's private 
it's a feeling film Facebook group. It's easy to find, but you just request to join and we'll approve you and you can come be a part of this. Um, this might happen again there. I don't know. This was a blast. I think we all we had do fun. like a Christmas movie release. That would, there you go. That could be some, some solid ones. Yeah. We'll start. A, yeah. Right, so it, Die Hard could win. What? Why? Now the, we're talking. <laughs> that's going to be the dark. That's going to be the dark night of this of that next bracket. No, is it a Christmas no, no, movie? you don't understand. Is it really he's, a Christmas doing movie? He's yeah, doing this specifically. No, 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 no. None of y'all get it. He has got some side up. Look at the size. No, no. He knows what he's doing to me. You have seen it. I will throw. Punch have you it. not watched Die Hard, Aaron? Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> wow, I was, I was angry. Because it's not a Christmas movie. Oh, oh I mean, it let is. Let me go find my pearls oh, to get the clutch it. Hold on. Clutch it. I don't care. Clutch it, rip them off, and throw them away. Damn. This is a hill I will die on. Woo! I'll see you guys in November Problem. for that. Okay. Well, let, me wipe, camera camera let me wipe the blood off my camera here. Let me wipe the blood off here. Aaron, do our Facebook group people get two more polls to vote for this as if they were voting the way we were? It don't matter. I know where I stand. They can vote however they want. What? Just uh, giving people a chance. Yeah. We're not on that hill yet, Aaron. We're not. Well, on that hill. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll answer that question in a second. Those who are viewing right now, let us know in the chat if you want to do that. If you want us to put some polls up to let yeah, you vote, we'll do that while we while we watch for the answers to come out. I want you guys to go around the room. Just take a quick second and tell people where they can find your work, where they can find your content, whatever it is you do, how they can connect with you. Email. Whatever you do. <laughs> um, E-Man's Movie Reviews, you know, Facebook fan page is probably the most fun that you'll have anywhere else on uh, social media. Um, you know, we got the trailers, we got reviews, we got movie news and memes. Dear God, come for the memes. Um, you know, and uh, obviously the YouTube channel is also something that you definitely shouldn't miss out on. Um, now I'm going to be covering way more uh, TV series, including Lovecraft Country and The Boys season two. So, you know, uh, E-Man's movie reviews, it's just like E-Man with, you know, it's just like He-Man without the E or without the H. And uh, yeah, e. yeah, uh, whatever. I, I'm so distraught right now. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm, I don't even know half of you. I don't even know. Aaron 2.0, we gonna talk. Jacob Neff. <laughs> Where can people find yeah. you? You can find me in the group. You can find me on Twitter at JJ Starflyer. Uh, and, and I'm active on Letterboxd, uh, Jake Neff. Coles Davis. Um, you can find me in this group, you know, usually posting um, some cool stuff on there. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd is Black Nerd Magic. You can find me on Feeling Film, Vixens and Villains. And also shout out Feeling Film Black Label as well. <laughs> Don Shanahan is asleep. Or frozen, Aaron Hunley. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sleepy Don. I don't know. I, Sleepy Don. He's definitely not moving right now. Sleepy so. Don. Okay, I'll just, uh, Harry you Potter's must be watching Dark Knight. Just start calling random movies masterpieces. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of it, Dunkirk. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, do we, we oh, you wow, pissed he, him off. He left. He left. <laughs> Aaron, that was a low blow, man. <laughs> he gone. Aaron, where can people find you? Um, sorry. Uh, he find me. Yes, my face. Um, sorry. Uh, you can. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. He's trying. Yeah. Um. So, Tell him you're working. Essentially, he Aaron. He literally came to ask me about laundry. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Instagram at what uh, E-Man said. She's on a biscuit. I can't talk right now. I'm so sorry, y'all. 
Um, essentially, Erin. My name is spelled ridiculously. It's E R Y N N E. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, you, as of in two more days, my blog, essentially Erin.com, will be live again. And uh, a big announcement will be happening also in two days about some new content coming. Um, so, yeah, follow. Yeah, E, e Man's been very, very uh, patient with me and helping me learn some stuff. So, you can do it. Outstanding. Yeah. We're excited to hear about that. Patrick, what about you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Shoeless Patch, and you can also hear my voice weekly on the Feelin' Film podcast. Find out more about me at feelinfilm.com. And obviously, you can hear me as well on Feelin' Film. I'm letting Don back in the room now. You find me personally on Twitter at Aaron L. White, A A R O N E L W H I T E. And then, of course, I'm the one tweeting from our Feelin' Film Twitter account at Feelin' Film. Last but not least, he's back. you missed it don we started throwing out names of masterpieces because you were frozen and i said dunkirk and you went poof i did it was like like well timed uh, magic well times like all of a sudden you just disappeared yeah can't wait to watch my torrent copy of tenant tonight this is great (laughs) (laughs) on your on your iwatch Don, where can people find your work? Take us out. Uh, yeah, every movie has a lesson uh, is the search term on the website, Twitter and otherwise. I'm also a staff writer at 25YL, putting some good product out there. And uh, But every movie has a lesson is the place to find me. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for watching. We hope you've enjoyed this. Come join the Facebook group and we will talk to you next time. In November, Later. we dueled over Always. Christmas. Yes. Christmas of blood. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. These help increase visibility for the show and grow our community of listeners like you. We also invite you to connect with us further by joining our ever-growing Facebook discussion group. A link to that is in the show notes, or you can just search on Facebook and find us that way. If you'd like to continue the conversation with me, you can follow the show on Twitter, at Film, or connect with me in the Facebook group. I'm very active in both places, and I'd love to chat. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me at Shoeless Patch on both Facebook and Twitter, but be sure to tag me in any comments so that I'll be notified and not miss you. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Until then... Stay positive and keep feeling film.